Hi everyone, I'm your host, Brittany Nicole, and this is The Female Millennial, a podcast where you get to have girl talk with me and some of your favorite boss babes. We're going to be talking about career, balance, and what it really takes to become successful in your industry. So grab your coffee and your notebook. Let's chat, shall we? Hey guys, welcome back to the Female Millennial Podcast. I am your host, Brittany Nicole, and for this episode, we are recording with Listening Party inside of Canal Street Radio. I am so excited to continue to bring guests on the show in 2020, and you all are going to love today's guest. Today, we are chatting with Divya, the co-founder and CEO of Wander Beauty. Divya Gunani, serial entrepreneur and mom of two, and Lindsay Ellington, jet-setting supermodel, spent their days multitasking, but their beauty products weren't doing the same. They decided to create Wander Beauty, a line of multitasking beauty essentials to keep women everywhere gorgeous on the go. All right, so Divya, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you on the Female Millennial Podcast. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so what I always like to start off with is asking you to tell us more about yourself and what you do, just because some people might not understand like what your role means. Totally. So um, I'm co-founder and CEO of Wander Beauty. Wander Beauty is all about fewer, better beauty essentials. The whole idea for the company really came out of like personal experience. Mm-hmm. My co-founder, Lindsay, and I really bonded over the fact that We love travel. We love beauty. We're time-starved women who are constantly on the go. She models, so she's like planes, trains, automobiles. I, as like a working career mom, was just kind of like getting up every morning, taking the F train to work, putting on under-eye concealer Mm -hmm. on the train. I was like, I had so much beauty, like so many beauty products. I wasn't using them. Crack powders, dirty brushes. (laughs) Like I was just like, all when I'm doing my beauty routine, which Mm -hmm. is like. My hair is getting done at my desk at work. My skincare is getting done at the gym. And any sort of makeup is happening on the F train subway on the way to work. And there was like no brand that was really speaking to us as Mm -hmm. women who are like time starved and on the move. So we really wanted to create a brand that was holistically focused on streamlining your beauty routine. Just making things easier. Giving you fewer things that do more, better because it's all clean beauty Mm -hmm. and beauty essentials. Things you're just going to reach for every day. Yeah, so kind of like let us know how you and Lindsay even met. Because I know like a lot of the times people are looking for people to go into business with. But, you know, sometimes you can't trust people and you're scared. So talk to us about that. It really was a leap of faith. It's an interesting story. I just had a baby. I have a friend who's a celebrity hairdresser. He was launching this big salon space on Park Avenue. Mm -hmm. I told my husband I just need like one glass of champagne. Like make this happen for me. Watch this baby that's like going bananas. (laughs) I think my daughter was like maybe two and a half weeks old. And I was like baby weight and all. I'm like I'm putting on my pants and I'm going out. Right. Um, And so I went to this opening and I got introduced to Lindsay by Mm -hmm. common friends. And honestly I had no idea that she was a model or a supermodel. I just was like talking to her at a party, totally friendly, approachable. And I was just telling her, I was like, oh, you know, I just sold my last company to QVC mm-hmm. and I'm an entrepreneur and I'm working at this big organization and I'm spending a lot of time in the beauty space and I'm really like passionate about it. And I'm like thinking about new and interesting things in beauty and like yeah. my routine has changed so much as a career mom. And so she was like, yeah, you know, I really am into beauty too. And she was telling me about some of the work she's done in beauty and mm-hmm. some of the campaigns that she's been involved in. And one of the things that really struck me is that she feels like her version of beauty school is that she sat in a makeup artist chair for Mm. so many hours 
for so many years and learned so many tips, tricks, techniques. Also learned a lot about skincare right. and taking care of her skin um, and hair. And so it really was like a holistic experience for us. We, we've never been the kind of people who want to go to so many different brands for so many, like it's such a fragmented, broken shopping process. Right. You can't go to one place to buy everything for your beauty, beauty yeah. routine. And so we really, and from one brand really. So we really felt like that was a problem. And I invited her to come to my apartment and just like, I'm like, I'm nursing my baby. I can't really go mm -hmm. out. Can you come over? She was like, yeah, totally. And like, she comes over and she has this like tiny purse. Yeah. And I'm like, Lindsay, like, what do you put in that thing? Like, I'm a mom of two kids. Like I carry like a bag that is like, has 200 things in it, like falling out and spilling over. And she's like, oh, I just keep my essentials. Uh -huh. And then like, we we're just talking about like streamlining and like less is more. Yeah. And like, there's so much waste in the beauty industry mm -hmm. and people buy so many products and like the beauty industry is telling you, you need a cream for your left elbow and you yeah. don't. So we just bonded over all of that. And I was like, Hey, I'm thinking about like my next move and like starting another company. And I was like, would you be interested? And she's like, let's keep talking. And then we just like, we, we, it was so crazy. We were two strangers. We yeah. never met before. No frame of reference. I think that's nothing. so awesome. And we just like connected over this like common pain point, common need, mm -hmm. common mission. And I think that just drew us together. And that's really what, you know, inspired us to create Wander Beauty. Yeah, I think that's so important for people to hear because when you think of like a business partner, you tend to think of someone that you've maybe like known in the past. Yeah. But it could be a complete stranger and you just never know. Yeah, I didn't even go. I wasn't looking for a business partner. Right. I wasn't looking. I wasn't even sure if I wanted to start a company. I was yeah. like thinking about ideas. And so it really just, we came up with the idea and everything together. Yeah. So it was really like an interesting process, but it was a leap of faith on someone I just met. Yeah. So let's rewind back. You had a company before this. Yes. Kind of like take us through what even launched you into that entrepreneur entrepreneurial journey. Like how did you even get there to and then to Wander Beauty after that? So what's so fascinating is so many entrepreneurs say that, oh, you know, like I can sell anything to anyone. I'm such right. a great salesperson. I had a lemonade stand when I was 10. I sold <laughs> right. more lemonade than everyone in the whole neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Like that was not me. Yeah. So like if I look at myself and my childhood, I was an introverted kid mm. who ran track, who studied really hard, mm -hmm. who was very studious, who like had a lot of friends and like hung out, yeah. but just was like on a path to like, I wanted to make something out of my life. Mm -hmm. I wanted to like have the white picket fence, right. have the 2.2 kids. Like I was always like craved safety and security mm -hmm. in my life and my career because I don't feel like I grew up in a super stable situation. And so I feel like that's what I wanted for myself. Yeah. And so what's odd about all of that is that my whole career turned out upside down. So mm -hmm. I was not that hustler as yeah. a child. I feel like I was very introverted and I started my career in finance at Goldman Sachs oh. and I was an analyst. So I was mm -hmm. 21 years old, right out of college. I sat in all these big meetings yeah. and I had no leadership style, right? Cause mm -hmm. I'd never been a leader. Mm -hmm. So I just used to watch and observe. Yep. And I really call myself, I was a sponge. Mm -hmm. I just really took in everything around me for so many years of my career mm -hmm. and learned from all these incredible mentors and leaders and yeah. CEOs. And then eventually I built the confidence to kind of strike out on my own. Mm. So my first company actually, I, I did nights and weekends while I was working full time. Mm -hmm. My second company actually took the leap, left my job and really like started and ran it. It was my whole life. Yeah. My third company was, you know, knock on wood, very successful. And we ended up selling it to QVC and now Wander Beauty. But that evolution of becoming yeah. an entrepreneur was a long evolution. Mm -hmm. I wasn't that natural personality. I wasn't that natural extrovert. I wasn't right. that gregarious outgoing person who could sell anything to anyone. Like I really feel like 
I developed over yeah. time by learning, teaching myself reading a lot mm -hmm. going to a lot of like I, I really networked I met a lot of people like I feel like they shaped my entrepreneurial journey yeah I think that's really awesome because like when you do hear the stories you hear it sounds like the person was destined to be yes, that right I was not I, yeah I know <laughs> even for me like I was very like introverted I mean I have friends but I was very introverted and what really helped me come out of my shell was working retail because it was like you have to get those sales so I have to talk to people and sell it to people so I and make eye contact that. and be yeah. friendly and be warm and like I don't I wouldn't describe myself as that person yeah. growing up but today I can go into any situation and like talk to anyone in, in a room and mm -hmm. like really be able to do it like my son was born with that ability he's mm. born like we call him the mayor of our apartment yeah. building <laughs> because like there's not a child in our building who doesn't know his name mm -hmm. he makes friends with everybody and like that was never me but yeah. like I'm now more comfortable in those situations yeah that's awesome so Tell us about a day in your life. What does that even look like oh from God. start to finish? No two days are ever the same. Yeah. I try, so I get up every morning um, and I meditate first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. I just, I need that calm before the storm. I need that time to myself. So I've been doing transcendental meditation mm -hmm. since the seventh grade. I really, um, I enjoy that. It's like my restful time yeah. to focus before I then have to go out and be in the crazy big world. So what time are you up? So you um, it really runs the gamut. Today yeah. I got up at 6.15. Mm -hmm. um, other days I'm up at 7.30. So on every Friday yeah. I get up um, with my kids and I make sure that I like wake them up and do yeah. the whole school routine. I have a really wonderful husband who gets up four days a week with them and I have to do one day a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I really thank, thank, um, thank you so much for him and bringing him into my life because yeah. uh, I don't know how I'd get up every morning. I'm not a morning person. I'm not either. I just like, I might do my best thinking, my best work late night mm -hmm. on my computer with Nutella. So, yeah. um, <laughs> so I get up in the morning today. I got up super, look to me, that's super early, 6.15ish. Yeah. And I do my meditation. I wake up the kids, give them breakfast, pack their lunch, chat with them, get like, they actually do a little work before they go to school. My mm -hmm. son likes to like do a little homework, read, practice his spelling words. My daughter likes that's to so do writing awesome. or art time. And then um, I clean out my whole inbox before I get to work. Mm -hmm. I take my thyroid medicine. I usually drink some ginger water in the morning. I try and do about 10 or 15 minutes of exercise, yeah. sometimes more in the morning, depending on the day and mm -hmm. where I have to be, because I like to just get myself going. It's right. not really even that I'm like working out so hard. Mm -hmm. I like to stretch. I like to do yoga. I'll, I'll sometimes do a streaming Obey class, yeah. Obey Fitness, because I just want to like get my mind body muscles moving just, mm -hmm. just to get in action and then I go to work at that point I've cleaned up my inbox so I'm podcasting on my way to work yeah. so I can listen to your podcast on my <laughs> way into the office and then I get to work and I do all my like important meetings and stuff that I have to like do thinking wise right. in the morning when I'm fresh mm -hmm. because then I'm like ready to go yeah. I'm like ready I'm not like distracted by a million emails I'm just like focused any sort of like strategy execution stuff I do it in the morning then obviously I have tons of emails tons of meetings right. a lot of times I have lunch meetings um, a lot of times I get so busy at work I don't end up eating lunch till three o'clock yeah so that kind of happens I'm usually speaking at different events and mm -hmm. conferences at least like this week it was Four, it four times a week. Oh my gosh. Um, other weeks it's one time a week. Some yeah. weeks it's zero times a week. But mm -hmm. a lot of meetings, meeting with the product development team, meeting with the creative team, meeting with the e com team. So I have weekly touch bases with all the different teams. Yeah. And finance team I do every two weeks. Mm. Um, HR team I do 
sometimes every other week. So yeah. it's like really depends on the day, kind of what I'm doing. And then I really try and rush home so that I can be with my kids at the tail end of their dinner. Yeah. So I can spend that quality time with them before they go to bed. Mm-hmm. So I really like to have that window in the evening where while I'm not amazing and up in the morning, every single morning when they're up, mm-hmm. I am trying, try, I try to be present with them in right. the evening before they go to bed mm-hmm. and hear about their day, see yeah. what they're up to. Sometimes I make brownies with my daughter before mm-hmm. they go to bed. I make their dessert with them. It's those small things um, that matter. Yeah, yeah. And I just feel like when I am home with them, I'm a hundred percent engaged with them. I am not sitting at my phone. I'm not sitting on my computer. Like I'm just spending time with them. So then I get back online. So the Mm -hmm. minute they go to bed, I'm back online. I'm working. Sometimes I have conference calls with Mm -hmm. Asia. Sometimes I have conference calls with our labs in Korea Mm -hmm. because we do a lot of our product formulation and development in in Korea. Sometimes I'll have a work dinner or a business dinner or a social engagement, an event, something. And then I kind of live my life after they go to bed um, once they're tucked away. Well, you have a very busy day, it sounds like, and I'm sure not one day is the same. So as far as like the duties that come along with being like CEO, a lot of people when they start a company, especially like younger generation, they are like quick to give themselves that CEO title, but not knowing what the responsibilities come with that. Right. So kind of like break that down to us and let us know. So if you're really smart and you're starting a business, I would call yourself a Mm co-founder. And I really just like for so many years in the early days, just called myself co-founder until I like really, we had a sizable, scalable business and now call myself CEO. And that really to me is like, it's a title that it's, it's not really, it's evolves, right? So I think the most important thing as a co-founder is to carry culture, Mm -hmm. to lead by example, to be the culture of your business. And I think that operationally, I have an operational background. I've built and led and sold other companies before. I have a finance background. That's kind of where my skill set lies. And so that is a strength for me. For other people, it's the first time they're doing it. Maybe they're really amazing at creative. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're great brand people. Maybe they're really great and have different talents in social or yeah. content creation. And and then like CEO maybe is not the best title mm-hmm. and operations might not be the best thing or finance might not be the best thing that they're amazing at. So often what happens is there'll be a co-founder and then they'll bring in someone to be the CEO. Right. And as you scale and get bigger, there's no shame and no harm and saying, hey, listen, this business has outgrown my capabilities mm-hmm. and my potential and I'm now ready to bring in a professional CEO. Right. So I think the CEO title is something not really to focus on. Focus mm-hmm. on building your brand and building your business. Yeah. It takes different skills at different points. Exactly. As you grow and evolve. Mm-hmm. So just kind of Go through the journey and see how it feels and, you know, be CEO if you feel like you should be CEO. Don't be CEO if you don't feel like you should be CEO. Yeah. And don't take it as it goes. Yeah. And don't be CEO just because you feel like you need to have the title. It's so silly. It sounds good. But let me tell you, CEO life. I sit in an open floor plan Mm -hmm. across from Lindsay at work every single day. Mm -hmm. We all sit in an open floor plan. No one has an office in our office. Yeah. So at Wander Beauty, there are no offices. That's cool. If you have to take a call, there are rooms to take phone booths right. and rooms to take meetings and calls, but no one has an office. And why did you do that? I feel like I am the culture and the founder and Lindsay's the culture and the founder yeah. and we are here to be with the team, to mm-hmm. listen to them, to listen to the customers, to react to things and the communication and the collaboration that happens in an open floor plan, I think is really amazing. And I think if I sat walled away in an office on calls all day and on emails, I would not know 90% of what I know from being out in the open floor plan. 
Well, and then also your employees will feel scared to get to know you, right? Like yeah, knocking you, on your door. That's my point. There's no knock on the door. It's like, come and talk to me. Yell right. out my name from the back, from the front. I sit in the middle. I definitely understand what you're saying. And I felt like when I've worked in cultures where, you know, everyone had an office like alongside, it's like feels so scared to like approach yes. them. And you just feel like you're not able to get to know your boss or whoever the, the department head is. So I like that open floor plan. Schedule time with them. Yeah. And make that effort. Now it's like people can yell out my name if they need something or ask me something or walk over to me. Like it's just all open. That yeah. collaboration and communication is much stronger, I think, in that environment. So biggest accomplishment to date at Wander Beauty, what would you say? Well, I would literally say my biggest accomplishment to date as an entrepreneur is that I've survived co-founding and running four companies. Yeah. It's literally that. It's like I That's survived. Amazing. I've survived. I've made it. I'm alive. I'm like, my husband's still married to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really like these are the things the, that the journey is like what you have to appreciate. Listen, there are highlights in every moment in your career. Yeah. Like at Wonder Beauty, we won five Allure Best of Beauty mm -hmm. Awards. That's like the most prestigious award you can win in the industry. We've won five of them. It's insane. We won three in one year this year. Yeah. I mean, we really do create innovative products. Mm -hmm. We innovate in the formula and the packaging and the delivery system and the ingredients. Yeah. We really do, you know, maximum impact, minimum effort formula formulations. And that's very difficult to do. And they drive real results. So yeah. I think that the innovation that we've created at Wander has been amazing and has been recognized by the industry. And that's really exciting for mm -hmm. us. Um, especially since we bootstrapped and we were on a shoestring budget for so many years yeah. um, and have raised very limited outside capital. And so that to me is a testament to kind of what we built. The most exciting and biggest accomplishment though literally is when you open your inbox yeah. and you read emails from the customer um, service team and the client experience team and they just like talk about how people are like, oh my God, I found this brand and now I can like do my whole beauty routine yeah. in five minutes and like you saved my skin and you did this for me and the coverage on my wedding day, like with the foundation and like I felt amazing and mm -hmm. I felt fresh and I felt young like the emotions yeah. that are evoked from people engaging with our brand mm -hmm. and actually using our products to feel more beautiful more confident that's my biggest accomplishment that's uh, what gets me excited to go to work every day yeah I want to also add that you all's branding is like very very awesome I love seeing the videos because they're so quick but yet they're so informative too and you can just tell like you put a lot of thought into them and not just like oh here's a UGC video like do we what you want with that you know lead with education mm -hmm. we feel that people like if you never buy from us that's fine yeah but if we teach you something like my my job is done yeah like, I'm just happy that we are out there educating um on all things beauty so you mentioned you know in your time frame as far as like running for like doing for businesses launching for businesses what has been the hardest part about entrepreneurship the hardest part is people. Yeah. It's really hard to build teams, to grow teams, mm. to scale teams. Um, the skill set you need from people in the early days is very different than what you need in the later days as yeah. you grow um, exponentially and really build and scale. So it's hard mm -hmm. to grow teams and build teams. I think that's the really the toughest, toughest part about entrepreneurship. What advice would you give to someone who is trying to build a team? So the most important thing for me in the early days of the startup is that everybody wears a lot of hats. Yeah. So you're like, no one's doing one job at a startup, mm -hmm. right? In the early days, you're like, I do this, I do this, I do that. Like, I'm in social, but I'm an influencer, right. but I'm doing partnerships, but I'm also doing, you know, um, press. Right. So it's like I'm doing so many things at the same time. Like, people are wearing multiple hats. And so 
the, what you want in the early days are cross-trained athletes. Mm -hmm. You want people with the best attitude who are smiling and happy to like put in the time and the energy and people who have great aptitude, just intelligent, raw intelligence. They, people who are smart and are problem solvers can yeah. figure out any job. So mm -hmm. that's what you want in the early days. As you scale and get bigger and the organization becomes more mature, right. you need to bring in people with domain expertise. Mm -hmm. People who are really experts in a particular area or have a certain skill set that they've developed at another organization that you can bring into your team and mm -hmm. your organization and they can lead the charge. Right. And they can grow the business in ways that you don't know how to grow. Mm -hmm. Just think about it as like if you look at your own strengths and weaknesses as a leader, you say, okay, here are my weaknesses or here are the areas where I can bring in people who know more than me. Right. That's where you really like succeed in the later growth days and mm -hmm. the scaling days. So that's the kind of phase we're in at Wander where we really are starting to bring in a lot more professional management, bringing in people who have who've done this before at other organizations and when they get to wander, mm -hmm. they're able to do it for us better, faster and cheaper yeah. because they've done it before. They've seen the movie before. Mm -hmm. And so it's pattern recognition. Yeah. So we're in a, an age where a lot of women are launching brands, like whether it be beauty, fashion, whatever it is. What do you think that women can do better to empower and support each other? Because sometimes in the, especially in the beauty and fashion space, support isn't often there. No, and I think the most important thing is to make the time to do it. Yeah. So we're all busy. Mm -hmm. We're all doing 100 things. We all have flooded inboxes and Instagram accounts that need to be checked. Yeah. And have DMs up the wazoo. Mm -hmm. And so my two cents is like, make the time. Yeah. Make it a priority. Just like if I don't work out and I, I don't put it on my calendar, I can't, I don't actually work out. Right. So like on Fridays, I carve out time to give back. I carve out time to respond to people who ping me on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I carve out time to respond personally to DMs on Instagram. You're awesome I, at that. Yeah. I really just like, I, people who are supporting my brand, I go like gangbusters I, every day, mm -hmm. hours of my time. I'm literally like, respond. I look at everything. I yeah. want to see it. I'm living this brand, right? Mm -hmm. I want to see what people are saying. Yeah. I want to see how they're engaging and using Wander Beauty. I want their voice, their narrative, everything they say to be woven together to be the narrative of our brand. Yeah. And unless I see it and believe it and know it, I can't be a part of that transformation. So I feel very important that you should spend time and make it a priority to empower other women and just yeah. spend the time to network with them, to meet them, to do the 15 minute coffees, mm -hmm. to do the calls with the college students and the graduate students and the first time entrepreneurs that reach out to me. I really feel like it's important because so many people did that for me. Yeah. And so it's critical that I take the time to do it. No, I think that's awesome because sometimes, like, I know when I message you, you message right away. And I was like, oh, my God, like, she's so busy. Like, I can't believe it. But sometimes you don't get that. I know for me, like, when I first moved to New York, I reached out to so many people and never heard back. And I think that is so insane, you know? Yeah, it's hard. Listen, my, I get flooded with a lot of I'm in, sure. inbound yeah. communication from all fronts, right? From my team, from mm -hmm. my family, from friends, from relatives, from old coworkers, yeah. from college friends you know, old colleagues, like from everything. It's mm -hmm. just, there's so much communication. So I can't do it all, but I try and do the best I can. And yeah. I really feel like I do invest time and energy in building other women yeah. in their careers. Okay. So fun question. Yes. What is your favorite um, product at Wander right now? Oh my God. So <laughs> I brought you my Holy Grail favorite. So I bought, brought for you today airplane mode. Oh my God. I'm so uh, excited. I am <laughs> so excited about airplane mode. So I'm always doing my skincare routine. On yeah. the go. Like I'm legit, like washing my face at the gym, going on trips. Mm -hmm. Like I'm always on the move. So we have in it all the essentials you need yeah. to do your skincare routine 
anywhere. So mm-hmm. you've got like our drift away cleanser, which is going to take off every single oil, dirt, sebum, bacteria. All the New York City pollution and grime is going to come right off your face along with any trace of makeup. Yeah. It's a double cleanse in one pump and it uses coconut surfactants instead of sulfates to really like foam up and clean, clean your skin. And then in there we have our dive in moisturizer, mm-hmm. which is 1% pentavitin and it locks in moisture in your face for 72 hours, yeah. which is needed for me who has dry skin and this change of weather is killing me. Mm. Um, it has a glow ahead face oil, which I love as a last minute step. It's powered with raspberry seed oil and has omegas threes and sixes. And you know, it's got uh, all photosterols and all these incredible great ingredients to build elasticity um, and firmness and radiance in your skin. Yeah. So it's got it's got our baggage claim gold eye masks in yeah, there. Yeah, my favorite. Um, which you got to love to depuff and brighten your under eye area, which I have hereditary dark circles. Mm-hmm. So those are near and dear, dear to my heart. It has like a couple patches that you yeah. can kind of personalize your, um, you can personalize your like little luggage case that it yeah. comes with. So there's a reusable case that you can use to travel with for all of your beauty products yeah you guys love it it's so cute so when i was in your office and i was doing the videos with zoe yes i like i felt like during the videos i kept saying oh my god and this is cute and this is cute and this is cute like i kept saying it so definitely check it out it's very awesome airplane mode is my latest fave and i love i really love our skincare our skincare has just been such an incredible passion project for me personally and i'm really enjoying it Okay, so last question, and I love to end with this question just because I know there are so many women out there who are aspiring to be entrepreneurs. What advice would you give someone who is thinking about, you know, taking the leap, leaving their nine to five job, but they're not sure if they're really ready to take it or, you know? Two things. Just do it. Yeah. Just like Nike told us. <laughs> if you can't sit on your couch and dream about being an entrepreneur. Right. You got to just do it. Mm-hmm. What's the worst thing that happens? It doesn't work out. You yeah. learn from it. Rejection is not rejection. It's re- redirection. Mm-hmm. It's just you're going to move in a different path and do something that's meant for you. The other thing is network, network, network. Yeah. Meet people, connect with people, spend time with them, talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get to someone, have a crisp ask of what you want from them. Send that direct email, reach out, connect with them on Instagram, follow them. Like really just network to get work. Yeah. And when you're building a business, it's a very lonely thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you grow, it becomes even more lonely and it's more stressful <laughs> and yeah. even harder. And so I think that having a solid network to rely mm-hmm. on to get you through the challenges of entrepreneurship, I think are it's very important. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So where can we find you? How can we find you and how can we find Wander? So I'm Divya Gugnani. So I'm at at D Gugnani, G-U-G-N-A-N-I, so at D Gugnani on Instagram. Um, and that's the best way to kind of follow along on my journey and reach me. I'm on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're at Wander underscore beauty on Instagram. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm thank so happy that you were me. able to. I'm so happy to, to spend time with you. Yeah, I know that this episode, like everyone's going to get so much good insights from it. So I'm so thankful that you were able to be on the show. And I'm happy to be here. So this episode was is presented in partnership with Listening Party. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. And of course, follow us at The Female Millennial. Talk to you guys next week.